Welcome to Haywood's Take on Hollywood. The hills are alive with the sound of music. Someone had to do that. Welcome to this week, my friends. We are so happy to have you here. This week's episode is all about the sound of music and Steven Spielberg's West Side Story. But before we get into the movies we're going to talk about this week, we wanted to get into our activity. What are we doing for this activity? I'm Sean Haywood. I uh, hey, hey, just, Sean. Wanted to, just wanted to say that, introduce That's myself. That's random. Hi, Sean. I'm Trevor. Thank you. <laughs> We're all here. I'm Jake, and I'm your host today. <laughs> Today's activity, for those of you wondering, uh, we decided we would list our top five performances in a movie musical. <laughs> Sean just, I am grooted. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he just said, I am Groot. I am Sean. Guardians 3 is amazing. Anyway. Uh, that's oh, my no. favorite musical movie. But it's besides so those. I watched it yesterday. So you already said what we're doing. We're doing the, yeah. we're doing our uh, musical performances. Five. J- Jake tried to cheat and do 10. We just said blatantly no. Yeah, just a harsh. kind of rude. I had five men and five women. But, no. But I decided gender is lame. So gender is. Name a woman. Yeah. Um. I'm gonna, dude. I'm gonna. So can should I we go with our five really slot, quick? five slot first, up to one? Five slot up to one. Yeah, for sure. I won't spoil, spoil it. it. I won't okay. spoil it. We'll get to that. Yeah, why spoil? It was just topical. We'll start with you, Sean. Oh, uh, number. Oh yeah, this isn't a draft. I would be very happy if, if I got this as a first draft pick. Oh no, we're going five. We're going five. We're going five. I'm gonna go Ariana Debose, Anita, West Side Story. She won Best Supporting Actress for yeah. that. And uh, is she on your list? She's on my list. She's not on mine. Not on your not list. Not on mine. We'll, we'll obviously yeah. get like way more into her during the uh, discussion, but she freaking crushed it and Absolutely. was the best of this, one of my favorite musicals. She is my number four. So Nice. We'll talk about her. So my number five in the slot is, I wasn't allowed to do this, but I'm going to do it on this episode. I'm going Hamilton. I'm going Leslie Odom Jr. as All Aaron right. Burr. Yeah. Um, he does great in the movie version as well. You can still see how incredibly he plays the role of Aaron Burr. He steals the show, I think. Um, my favorite performance in the entire show is I'm now blanking his song. Wait for it. Wait for it. Oh, it's yeah. a good song. I mean, he won the Tony for Best Actor. It was, um, you know, he and Lin Manuel were both nominated that year, and he did take the Tony for Best Actor. And I think. So we got we got a Oscar and a Tony so far. Oh my goodness! Well, mine is also Oscar winning number five, Anne Hathaway in Les Misérables. Mm. She only has about twenty minutes of screen time and took away Best Supporting Actress, and I think she deserves it. I think she's the best part of this movie, and uh, incredibly moving. I think she's doing a masterclass on like naturalistic musical. Um, There's this part of her song, I Dreamed a Dream, where she's building up tears. And then on like the perfect note, she lifts her head up and a tear falls. And it's so (laughs) smart. It makes me want to punch her. Yeah. Yeah. She knows exactly what she's doing. She was born to do this. That's my number five. She was my number four. So that works out really well for. Yeah. Oh, that is interesting. Yeah. So both of your fours are already mentioned then. So Jake had Ariana DeBose in the four slot. Yep. 
You have Anne Hathaway. Yep, we just swapped them. For my fourth slot, I'm going Andrew Garfield as Jonathan Larson um, in Tick, Tick, Boom. I did this because I've, I saw a TikTok, actually. That's right. I'm Gen Z. I saw a TikTok about his dedication going into this role, how much he learned and how little he knew before about music and just how he really worked hard for this role and I think did really well in his role as, as Jonathan. Yeah, he absolutely crushed it. He was on my short list for sure. It like came out of nowhere, this movie for me. Like I'd never heard of it as a musical in general. And then all of a sudden it was just like on Netflix one day. Same here. With like absolutely no pro- promotion whatsoever. Well, and it had some Oscar like talks. And so maybe that's what got you to watch it. No, I watched it literally the day it came out. Oh, well, and I think, you know, in this for this pick, I'm going mostly for the acting part of things. His singing was great, um, but I think the acting was also very good. Yeah, absolutely stunning. So we can go ahead and go to number three. Um, my number three is Gene Kelly in Singing in the Rain. I think he absolutely crushes it. He also co-directed it, I believe, and and probably uh, choreographed. So he's so, so ridiculously charming, and he's the best part of the movie. Um, maybe the best musical ever? That's a tough category, you know, but I think Singing in the Rain is great. I did it in high school. I was the frazzled director. Um, didn't get, didn't quite get that Ruby award for it. Uh, shout out to my friend, uh, Casey, who won it over me, but Gene Kelly crushes it in that movie. What's your three spot, Sean? Well, my three spot was already mentioned. So that's why it's, it's, it's okay how it worked out. I had Andrew Garfield in my three spot. Oh. So, um, and as Jonathan Larson. So yeah, it worked out there. Um, so that's my, so that's the three. And then are we on to two? Then Trevor, did everyone, did you say your three? I have my three. I got to do. Okay. And that would be Nathan Lane as Max Bialystock in The Producers. Um, I think The Producers is in my top three favorite musicals of all time. I am a comedy guy first and foremost, and I think this is one of the funniest musicals out there. I think his performance in the movie and on the stage, I obviously haven't seen it on Broadway when he played it. Well, I mean, he absolutely crushed it there. It's, it's the the show with the most Tony Awards of all time. It won twelve in one night. The producers, yo, yeah, he he and Matthew Broderick, Sean, you've seen it. Yeah, it's great. It's so good. How, and I Uma feel like Thurman. Uma Thurman, but yeah, Nathan Lane, I think, takes the cake. The song "Betrayed" is probably one of the my favorite musical songs of He's all time. A goat. He is a goat, both on stage and on on screen, and uh, as a voice actor in Lion King. Oh yeah, we got Timon. Yeah, that's Nathan Lane. You saw you saw Nathan Lane, and you decided to make your personality after him. <laughs> right, he's great. He's great in the bootleg <laughs> saying that about video comedians. of uh, the the videotape recording of the Adams Family musical that I saw on like a sketchy website. Yeah, I did it. Um, he does great. I think the Adams Family is my number one favorite musical of all time. Um, and he does great as Gomez in that one, too. The movies aren't musicals. The movies are not, and they're not near as funny as the musical, in my opinion. That's a hot Probably take, true. But I, I love the musical. Yeah, I like it's the beloved. one I saw you guys put on at the, at the high school. The high school. Yeah, Trevor was other than that, I've just seen the movies. <laughs> Sweet. I think we all are down to our number twos and our number ones. Yep. My number two, going back to Singing in the Rain, 
Debbie Reynolds. Yes. Kathy Selden. Yeah. That's uh she was my favorite part of that show. She's she obviously like comes in like and is like punching way above her weight and just like I think this is her film debut. Yo, I could be wrong, but she was also like 19. Yeah. She was just like she's so charming, perfect. And she like she like upstages the the movie in the same way that she like upstages like the Lena Lamont. Yeah, Lena Lamont in the show. Like she's just like, well, yeah, this is the direction that movies should go. Yeah, like when you hear like the good morning, good morning. I always think of her part in that. And same, it's like classic. And she does have a very distinct sound. She has that perfect old timey sound. Yes. She also was not trained as a dancer at all. I thought that that was like her main. Thing. And then she showed up. And did that good morning sequence, the full tap number with the Gene Kelly choreography and just Yo. totally, totally nailed it. Her mom would drive her to um, the the um, the stage, the sound lot or whatever, and she'd get there early and practice. And so she could be just as good as some people just have professionals. It. Yeah, she's so brilliant. some people just have it. She's my number two. If you got it, flaunt it. And then, then she, and then she produced Carrie Fisher. I was going to say, yeah. So like, <laughs> so she, she got it. What's your number two, Trevor? Have you ever heard of um, Lady Gaga? No, I'm gay. Um, this isn't. So this one is a little yeah, off I was, kilter. I was as told traditional as... here. I was told traditional. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I said, I did say most of mine were traditional are the words I used. That's true. Um and and most of them are, so I'm I'm gonna stay. That's stay okay. True to that. I'm not upset about it. She's yeah, great. it's fine. Sean loved it too, obviously. But Lady Gaga in um A Star is Born. It's also is it her film debut? I think so. I think it is. And if not, it's one of her biggest earliest roles in film. She's done stuff since and will probably do more. But I think her acting is very impressive. We obviously knew her as a musical performer slash icon before that, but I think her acting combined with her singing just crushed it. That movie's incredible. It makes me cry. Bradley Cooper also great job. As as someone who graduated in two thousand nine, her career arc is truly astonishing. Baffling. It was when you know she comes out. It was like her and Kesha. Yeah, you think she's just like and you're just like okay, an auto tune queen. Yeah, and it turns out she's just the best artist of our she's, generation. She can do <laughs> like anything, yeah. and she's going to be Harley Quinn. Yeah, in the Joker sequel, unstoppable, undeniable. And, you know, here's what I have to say about that: there can be 99 people in one room. There can be 100 <laughs> people in a room, and, and 99 one. don't believe in you, but just one <laughs> does. I just need one good one to stay. She says, and that's me. I, if. if <laughs> I if there's one fan on earth left of Lady Gaga, it's me. You're gonna have to fight off so many gays. And probably Bradley Cooper. Did you see that did you see that chemistry? Yeah, you're right. I'm it's not like I live and breathe her, but she's amazing. And the Oscar when they did the Oscar performance of it, it was like, yo. Yeah, it's like that I can cut that with the knife. Yeah. Yeah, it was wild. Hot. Hot. Sexy. Okay, my number two is so good. <laughs> uh and I watched it very recently. Shocking. Um, Julie Andrews in The Sound of Music. I just think that she is perfect in that role. And we'll talk more about her in in the future of this episode. 
she's top two, but she's not two. I agree. Um, did you say you're two, Sean? Uh, yeah, mine was Debbie Reynolds. Okay, so that can lead us both into our number ones, me and yeah. Sean, which is the same person. Julie the Goat Andrews. Julie Andrews is one of those people that, like, makes you realize, yes, like, there's good... Like, planet Earth has produced something valuable to the universe. <laughs> one of those things is Julie Andrews' performance <laughs> in Sound of Music. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, we'll we'll really dive into it over the course of the next little while, but holy cow, holy buckets. She, her voice top two, is not two. the best voice, like, ever. She is, she is in my top three, probably, singers of all time. And uh, it's not... Wow. Yeah, it's definitely the case. And her acting is so beautiful. You'd think, especially because she spent a lot of time on the stage, that she would overact and not really have the chops for the screen, but she does in everything she's on screen. She has the subtlety that you need, as well as the the big Broadway vocals. Um, absolutely stunning. This makes me incredibly curious who you put at the number one slot. I know, same. I know. How do you top that? You don't. So <laughs> here's what I chose for my number one. Uh, what, what ended up giving um, her the edge was the triple threat performance that is brought by this uh, this beautiful showcase of talent. Rita Moreno in the original West Side Story as Anita was just absolutely the best part of the movie and the most accurate because we have just like white people everywhere. Uh, it's a tough look. <laughs> it's a yeah. tough look otherwise. Yeah. Uh, you know, but she is just a revelation i think she's electric on the screen and she sounds beautiful um she dances incredibly beautifully um but then most importantly i think the acting chops um in the scene after the um jets are like totally all up in her grill toward the end and she is just fierce and angry and that movie doesn't work if she's not literally a 10 out of 10 so i have to give it to my girl rita interesting because you have the same role anita and both in your top five absolutely and i think they both won um best supporting actress Thank for right. that role yeah and then rita came back for the new west side story yeah. they changed kind of the role of doc to be his oh. wife and it works so much better because it shows like a connection i think um Tony and her and um, it just makes more sense that he would then fall for someone like, yeah. Like, and we'll, I think we can dive more into that, but I think, yeah, I mean, she's very good. I've only seen the original West side story once. And I do remember her being like by far the best on the screen. I certainly agree with that. I watched, uh, I watched the original this week and I know it's, Probably blasphemous, but it was pretty like meh for me. I was like, I feel like like Jake and Trevor. Apparently, I forgot Trevor was in it. <laughs> Unforgivable. But when Jake was the lead as Tony in uh, high school, you know, however many years ago, ten years ago, probably what? Yeah, almost ten. You at? It was in twenty thirteen. It, it was in was, the fall uh, of twenty thirteen. Oh yeah, so yeah, ten years. 10 years. Ago. Um, Damn. I thought that was like honestly like on par with this the for the original <laughs> so. i am so sorry to anyone listening to this 
I think it was a beautiful production, and I you production know, was pretty for, for a high schooler. Um, kind of, kind of did okay with Tony. You know, I I could do it a lot better now. However, I legitimately think you as Tony was better than the Tony in the original. I agree. He's not good. He's not that. Anita's good. good. Anita's. I didn't so like good. Maria. Maria's good. I think she's fine, but she didn't do her own singing. Yeah, no, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out on pretty much all of it. Anyway, luckily but, they remade it. So that should probably. I mean, I don't want to. But like, we should probably yeah. should, do. Do you want to do West let's Side Story? Let's do a quick first, recap or... of, of all of oh, our yeah, fives. Let's do that. Yeah, let's so do I'll that. go mine first. I had five slot. I'll just I'll start with five, go to one. So yep. just know this is worst to best, even though these are all great. Yep, worst. all good. Yeah, worst yeah, bad, is a po- tough word. Bad, well, you know what I mean. So I'm starting Leslie Odom Jr. as Aaron Burr in Hamilton, Andrew Garfield as Jonathan Larson in Tick Tick Boom, Nathan Lane as Max Bialystok in The Producers, Lady Gaga as Ali Campana in A Star Is Born, and Julie Andrews at the helm for Maria von Trapp. In Sound of Music. What was her maiden name? Maria. Maria Maria, I think it was. How do you solve a problem? Um, Mine was five, Ariana DeBose as Anita in West Side Story. Uh, Four, Anne Hathaway, Fantine, Les Mis. Three, Andrew Garfield, Jonathan Larson, Tick, Tick, Boom. Two, Debbie Reynolds, Kathy Selden in Singing in the Rain. And Julie Andrews at number one as Maria, Sound of Music. Four out of five female. Yay. Mine is four out of five female as well. Um, <laughs> number five, Anne Hathaway, Fontaine, Les Miserables. Uh, number four, Ariana DuBose, Anita, and West Side Story, uh, 2021. Yeah. Yep. Uh, number three, Gene Kelly, Don Lockwood in... What's that movie called? Singing in the Rain. <laughs> you might have heard of it. Number two, Julie Andrews as Maria Von Trapp in The Sound of Music. And number one, Rita Moreno as Anita in the original West Side Story. Go. Yeah, crazy. Go. <laughs> yeah. Are we going to talk West Side Story first? I mean... It'd be I weird think if so. we didn't now. I think uh, the, the transition is too good. <laughs> yeah. West Side Story. Steven Spielberg. Where do we where do we start? Do we start with the West Side Storyness of it? Do we start with the Steven Spielberg? Do we start with the music? Where do we start? I think we start with like a, a over like kind of pan of like some junkyard, kind of some slums being torn the apart. Neighborhood. And then kind of pan up to like snapping teenagers <laughs> and go from there. I think we need to add some ballet. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think we just I think mix it in, just kind of throughout. <laughs> Listen, Steven Spielberg had not directed a musical before, and wow. um, yeah, he I said, "Hey guys, that. I am the most prolific filmmaker of all time. I can't just leave a, a staple of a genre out of my filmography." And he said, "How about I recreate Best Picture winning, beloved West Side Story." And boy, was it a lot better. I was I was going to say, I was going to be like, he saw, he was like, wait, that one best picture? Let me cook. Hold my director's boom. Let me cook. And he, yeah, so he just like, he, he made literally every aspect better. I can't think of a single thing that he didn't make better. Like visually, uh, the story was 10 times better or, or more. Uh, the 
I mean, the acting other, yeah, other than like Anita, who is the only good thing. I think everybody was like pretty. Yeah, I, I think there's like a, a little bit on the the leads that I'm like, eh, they're they're good. They were. We'll get into that. They for did sure, it, but they didn't like crush it. But they for did me, it. it's like the only thing that's not as not as up to par is probably the choreography, which is also so Fair. so so good. Fair. But Jerome Robbins literally had to be fired because he was doing so many takes because he was such a perfectionist in the original that that dancing looks so freaking good. It does look good. I agree. That's like the, what the for me, the honestly for me, Anita didn't quite, like you said, like make it work. Like she was like drowning as she tried. Um, but I think the, the choreography is the one like for me, redeeming quality of the first one and the music. Well, and the, okay. Yes. The music. And of course, I think course. so to those of you who don't know, um, West side story is, a pretty much Romeo and Juliet, right? It's Romeo and Juliet story, but with 1950s yes. um, New Yorkers. It's there's gangs. There's a gang called gang called the Sharks, which is Puerto Ricans who have moved in town. And then there's a gang called the Jets, who are the white kids born in the slums in the Upper West Side. And I think the story of this movie is fantastic. I think it takes the story of Romeo and Juliet and makes it more interesting and fun and heartbreaking. And, you know, the story of Romeo and Juliet itself is just a classic, you know, lovers who can't be star crossed lovers, star crossed lovers. That's just a great story in itself. Let's be honest. There's a reason why it's so successful. You disagree. You don't. That's just a great. (laughs) <laughs> two people fall in love from different groups that hate each other. I, I it's like, like a perfect I like that premise. What are you even saying? What? I don't that's know. Like an, that's like an all-time classic premise. It it's is. Like, no, I, I'm wrong on this one. I'm not. I'm not. I won't. I won't say that I am right, but I. I just don't like Romeo and Juliet. Here's here's what I like about it, um, especially in this setting, is I think it does such a good job of taking that kind of annoying idea of star-crossed lovers, which can be overplayed, and it turns it into something that speaks to race relations and class, and it makes it a lot more like real, and it brings it into reality. Yeah, I think I think Spielberg made this as good as you can make what, in my opinion, is not my favorite story, but he did it in such a great way. I agree. And I, and there are certainly flaws to the story, but we need to talk about the music. Leonard Bernstein. Yeah, that's probably like when I asked the question to begin yeah. with, like where to begin. It's where we should honestly, have. that's like the like Trevor made a great joke. Obviously, that was that the was way to really actually begin joke. the movie. But this as far music. as like, what is this all built around? What is this hinge on? What is this central to the central yeah. centrality here? Is is the freaking it's music? The music. Yeah, it is. I think I think the best score ever written, um, in my opinion. And it, it, it's special to me because I did it in high school and it was so important to me back then. Um, but I don't, I, I think I'd feel exactly the same way, even if I was never in this show, there's something so unique about this music. No one had ever heard anything like this before. It, it, it's, it's taking from jazz and it's taking from Puerto Rican music and it's taking from opera and it's putting it all together and ballet music. And it's just, I think the best like synthesis, like combination of, of music and dance and theater. Uh, it's so good. I love a good overture. Oh. Like I know a lot of people think they're like boring and they're like, get on with the show. But I think, um, 
like when you listen to an overture of West Side Story's soundtrack, it's just like, holy cow, this is some bangers. I think possibly my favorite song in all of musical dumb would be um somewhere somewhere there's a place for us oh like just the the words and the melody combined and just the heartbreak it like heartbreak in the song but also the hope it's just it's flawless somewhere is the best song i think in theater i think i agree with you yeah i know a lot of songs but I think Somewhere in West Side Story is probably the best song written for musical theater. I think Sean needs to hear it again after the episode. No, no, I love the song. I just, I'm just he, thinking of what my favorite would be. Oh, it's, okay. It would be in the running for I, sure. No. I thought you, you made a thinking face like, I, I didn't know if you remembered which song that oh, was. Oh, I definitely know the song. Great song. Okay. I just, I, 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 I'd be a little it's hesit- hard to say, I'd like, be hesitant best. to be like, I'm just even just thinking not to spoil, but going to like sound of music, there's some bangers there. And just like thinking of some other, yeah. some other shows. I'm like, I don't know if I'd quite, quite put it there for me, but it's like, for sure. Like I, it's, it's like, it's like somebody who, whose movie isn't the Godfather. It's like, okay, but they're going to oh, like concede that it's the Godfather. That's probably where I'm at with honestly, a lot of this discussion about West side story in general. Yeah. It's just like, it's not for me. Like Romeo and Juliet, not for me. Uh, maybe that song it's it's I like it but it's not like the one I would put on number one but I'm like it's undeniable it's yeah. like it's right up there I know? shed tears in high school to that song I'll admit it's because of your sweet brother playing that role and singing and going there's <sighs> a place for us uh no <laughs> <laughs> no that's that's not the reason actually but um, another song in that movie, so good, is the quintet. Oh. When when everything comes together, that's another classic like musical thing, like One Day More and Les Mis. Songs like that Ooh, where yeah, just Les everyone's Mis. getting in on the action and, and it's just like all coming together. That's just like genius and incredible and like such a great way to like build up hype for for a situation which it certainly did in this movie which one is this i'm trying to remember the shows are gonna have okay, the that's day what I was thinking tonight that, yeah. yeah okay tonight yeah, yeah it has yeah, all yeah. of that oh, in there so you have the lovers you have like just like horny anita like singing about how she's gonna get it tonight and then you have the sharks and the jets all talking about how they're gonna rumble yeah okay. and that I'm one once now. again is so heartbreaking because you got Maria and Tony who are just like so excited for that night. And then you got the others who are like excited to kill each other. And you just know it's about to go down. And oh, it's such just, good tension. And the, moment, the music yeah. itself, too. I mean, I'm, Jake, it just builds up to something amazing. Absolutely. That is it's it's a masterpiece. It's someone who completely understands how to build tension um, w- with music. They know how to tell a story with music. And I think that that um, is the best part of this movie. Who do you think is the best singer in the new version of West Side Story? My favorite singer. Vocal performance. Vocal performance, Rachel Zegler. I'm blown away by her. She is insane. This is her film debut. That's Maria? Yeah. That's Maria. I, I loved Anita as well, don't get me wrong. And I think she's an even stronger performance. But if we're talking vocals, I had a high expectation for a soprano. Um, it's just one of the most iconic sopranos in musical theater. And Rachel Zegler shows up and um, she is 
perfectly cast. I cannot think of a better person to play this role at all in the world. She's my favorite character in the new one. Um, and Maria, like, she's great, but she was never my favorite character, like, in the original movie and, like, in our high school. Like, I feel like there were more compelling characters. But in the Spielberg cut with, what's her name, the actress? Rachel Zegler. And she came out having been in nothing as well. And she was perfect because she looked so young and so innocent, but also, like, so cute and, like, so... Like, she acted and sang that. I think she was my... I would put her above Anita for me, just because I think she stole the show for me by by a long shot. Um, she she nailed she uh, what's the word? Got the role, um, booked the role when she was seventeen, um, and started filming. I think when she was seventeen as well. They had to delay the opening, like starting filming, because she was going to be in her high school's musical. That's so funny. <laughs> I think she was like Fiona in Shrek or something. <laughs> it's just like it's that's amazing I, that could be wrong I, I might be wrong i think she had done that one though but yeah although but i can't see her as fiona and shrek but she can belt rachel no, zegler well i yeah i don't know how <laughs> sorry all i care about are the vocals yeah, sean was certainly oh referring God. to fiona's yeah. vocals that was the most jake moment of my life she can belt sean don't worry <laughs> i'm like oh, oh right but is she an ogre jake <laughs> yeah She's like four foot nothing. <laughs> She's like I'm That's like literally so thinking of casting, and Jake's like, but the but the sound. But she can belt, Sean. Oh. Yeah. That's really funny. Who is your favorite character, Sean? Was it Anita? I or? like I like uh Riff. Riff's my guy. Oh yeah. Uh, Mike faced. Shout out, but also like anti shout out to Ian, whose review of this movie partially was that he hated Riff. And I'm like, well, Ian oh, Ian, shoot. my brother in law hated yeah. Riff. I thought Riff did great. Riff was my favorite. He was so good in this movie. Riff in the first movie, forgettable. Don't care. Sorry, Russ Tamblin. Literally can't remember Mike his face, and I watched Feist. it this week. He's a Broadway guy, so I'm yeah. just I'm just saying represent. Yeah, he, he was really was so good. Honestly, for me, he was kind of like not the one. Not, he didn't steal the show because it was still like I think yeah, like you guys said, uh, Zegler who did it. Um, but like he was anything he was in was like he was so like central and so like so much passion and like driving in, in for me like way like stole it from Ansel Egort from oh. uh, from Tony for sure who I, you know is canceled and has a whole you know thing anyway I think he I think he gave a, a middling performance I think maybe maybe even above average um, but I think if this was to be elevated for me in this show if it was to be like to be a five-star production, I think Tony needs to be nailed, and it just wasn't for me in this, in my opinion. I think he did okay, but I think but, he did really um, good, but he wasn't near Maria's level. Yeah, he got um, outshined in every. And I love scene. that Riff was John Mulaney. That's all I have to say. He literally yeah. looks like John Mulaney. Sounds like, yeah. He's so perfect for this. Yeah. I just think he, you, you, you just root for Riff, and you see a lot more. Um, I think you feel a lot more for the Jets. Um, having someone Agreed. like him who's so tragic, but like so uh, scrappy and smart. Um, I was going to say with Ansel, I I do think he's the weakest link, which is not that weak. No. Yeah. 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 Um, I, agree. I think he's, he's good. I think he can sing pretty well. Um, I think they lowered the keys for him, which is fine. I'm a big believer in make the, make the music work for you. Needs that. Yeah. Make it work yeah. for you. Um, 
but he didn't have like the voice I would look for in a Tony. Um, he didn't have or like, even the gravitas. Yeah, he didn't have, which is weird because some movies sometimes he does have that. I feel like he's pretty in like Baby chill. Driver. He's he kind of like, like cool though. That. I feel I feel like Tony needs Get to be cool. a little more like yeah. Tony needs to be a little bit more like I don't know a lover with like the starry eyes and and just uh, he's to me giving a little bit more like I'm cool. I can seduce you because I am like the cool kid. Yeah, I. To be the devil's advocate, <laughs> get it? Because he's canceled. Um, I thought the gravitas was there. I thought okay. it was very good in that. I think his acting, to me, was very Tony-like. But maybe that's just my view of Tony. I thought he did very good. Yeah, he just seems I, again, somewhat, I, I'm not like against it. I but. feel like he did good at playing someone who used to be part of the gangs and stuff, and is like trying to move on from that. And I think that his chemistry with with Maria was actually quite good. Do we have any ideas who could be like, if we were to recast this part, I think he's part? probably the right choice. We don't have someone that, but we didn't know Rachel Zegler before either. That's true. Um, I feel like Trevor is right in saying, I think with a lot of Tony's, you don't see someone who could have previously been a leader of a gang. Yeah. Still with him. It's like a stretch, but not as much of a stretch as I've seen like on Broadway where they're just like, not at not. all. Yeah. I mean, there are these awesome, like, frankly, the gang is the, not, yeah, a gang. They're either. not a gang. So, right. um, but so it doesn't he does have, have the chemistry as well. And I think if you're going to nail anything, the chemistry is the most important thing. And like, I feel like when we talk about gangs, like this is like more like hoodlums, I would say. Yeah, I don't see these people youths. curb stomping and shooting. Yeah. You know, like I feel like I see these guys doing what they do in the movie. Pirouettes. Doing like painting over murals <laughs> and like oh, disobeying little laws here and there and like definitely being blatantly racist, right? Right. But like actual like gang like violence. They're not about that life. Yeah. They're not, I feel like they're more just punks that are racist, honestly. Racist like hoodlum punks. punk yeah, kids. Fair. And they just want to like beat each other up and not necessarily like stab each other or shoot each other. However, we get there. And yeah. the rumble. Talk about Oof, tension yeah. that is built. My anxiety when I watch this movie is like way higher than I like my anxiety to be when I watch a movie because yeah. they're so good at they're so good at making your hopes so high, even though you know how it's gonna end. Dude, that's where I I'm gonna bring it back to Spielberg. The first one I had I felt absolutely no tension. Yeah. I was watching it and I and the the music was driving it because the yep. music is the music. Yep. And it's and it felt like I'm watching a musical, which I'm I'm you know I'm tepid yeah to say you know about you know I'm, I I respect them but it's not my thing yep um and that's and watching that first one it's just like yep here cool. we are cool good music good job but this one like you said it's from it's cinema from the opening scene that Trevor described in his in his fun joke to the very end where they're walking away after oh. all after it all goes down is just tension yep. and whether that's sexual tension or like, or just like tension between the two groups, tension between the friends themselves, like inside the group and just it's, it's tension throughout. And it's, it's amazing. It makes me want to just have a Spielberg version of every movie. Yeah. Fair. Well, yeah, I, I, I threw out cause I was like, Oh yeah, we were talking about what, like what activity to do. And we went with the one we did, but I, I threw out like what remakes out there. Cause because of, because of how strongly I feel about Spielberg's rendition of West side story, I'm just like, 
okay, so like what other cool ones are out there? You know what I'm saying? And this was well, interestingly top enough, of the list. I feel like a lot of the musical movies we've been talking about are remakes. Like the producers is yeah, a star is born, a star is, born yeah. is West Side Story is like there's very few that haven't been remade. Lame is yeah, yeah lame is yeah. but. Sound of Music hasn't, but we'll get into oh. that. But because you, you can't, unless you do it you live can't. with Carrie Underwood. No, 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 no. I, I was hoping, yeah, back to West Side. I was hoping her name would not be mentioned in this podcast. Um, trigger warning. Triggered. Um, <laughs> sorry, Carrie. I know you're probably listening. She's she's great. Um, incredible vocalist. Um, I think the strongest, other than the tension that was so clearly um, defined in this. Uh, version uh, that made it cinema. Um, I think the strongest change was the um, Puerto Rican um, representation. Um, there are full scenes in Spanish. And do they even have subtitles? I don't remember. A uh, little here and there, but mostly not. Mostly not subtitled. It just felt so, um, so much more real because thing. this is originally written by a bunch of white dudes. Um, who are on the right page and who are very, very revolutionary. Yeah, forward This came out for the time. same year as The Music Man did on Broadway. Yo. And Music Man destroyed it because West Side Story was too real and too like, like, oh no, that speaks to too much. Like, I guess that was their version of like, woke, go broke. Um, <laughs> yeah. But um, it was so forward thinking. and But uh, it's dated. It's incredibly dated now. So then they updated it with a much better script and made the female characters much stronger, made the Hispanic culture a lot more accurate. And it was the best version that exists of West Side Story. Another thing I'd like to mention about West Side Story is how attractive everyone is. <laughs> yeah. Like, I agree. Across the board. Like even Chino. Chino is not supposed to be that attractive. Chino's also, hot. Rachel Zegler and that actor are together. And they're also the leads in the new Hunger Games prequel wow. together. Chino looks like a Puerto Rican Isaac Holtry. He looks shredded. <laughs> um, Isaac, Isaac Holtry is just a friend of mine who's shredded. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I actually thought that though. I was like, put some glasses on Isaac and make him brown and that's, and that's Chino. Um, but yeah, I think... Sorry, make him brown like you did in high school and you had to hey. do spray tan when you were a shark in high school. Hey. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> we mentioned that Jake was in West Side Story. So was I. My my character's name was Juana. <laughs> Tough look for Juana. Um, and I dyed my hair black and I got a spray tan. What do you, now, question here's the though, thing, what are you supposed to do? What do that, we do? I don't know. In, just in not do it, Utah. I guess. I guess the answer is to not do the show. But that being said, I feel Hard. like there was a lot of good that came out of it still. And that was, even though it was not that long ago, it kind of was. It's been a long 10 years, and culturally. Like, I think we can't blame the director because like, he's learned since. And I no. think you've talked to him about that. Oh, yeah, definitely talk to him. We, we like laugh about it now, how horrible that is. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 definitely tricky because you want them to you want your students to learn the lessons of these beautiful shows and, and spend some time with this music and and uh, even in these cultures. Um, but without the right cast, it, it doesn't feel true. And it feels. Yeah, it can be. It's it's a really there's tricky. a little bit of an ick there, but ultimately, I think it was a great fun musical. Mm -hmm. Um. Speaking of great fun musicals, 
I don't even know if great and fun is like enough. It's like, what are what are better words? Just transcendent musicals. Uh, All time classically amazing in every way musicals. Is that better? Yeah, I feel better now. Um, let's just get this. Let's just get this out of the way. So, we chose Sound of Music. We were gonna do it later this year. Um, we decided to move it up. We have our dear grandmother, our mom's mom, Beverly Kramer, passed away um, a couple weeks ago now, it's pretty recently. April 25th. April 25th. Um, and one of our greatest memories, or you know, a lot of our greatest memories of her had to do with music. And we actually all, I think, watched this movie for the first time at her house at different times, of course. But there is a well-worn-out VHS tape somewhere that we would use at Grandma's house. And so we we decided to talk about this wonderful movie because we were able to see it first in the setting of our Grandma's home. Yeah, this one's a really special one to all of us. We've watched it a million times. We'd watch it. They didn't have a listen. They did not have a lot of options. And as a little kid, you're probably not going to choose um, The Sound of Music every time. But... Thankfully, we did and and loved it. Um, I know they did have Mario as well. I was going to say, I completely disagree. They had, like, at least by the time I was a kid, like, old enough to, like, be able to choose a VHS tape, they had, like, Alvin and the Chipmunks. They had Mario. And there was, like, four other, like, great, like, old cartoons. Chip and Dale. And yet, and yet, yeah, Chip and Dale was there. And yet, I still watch Sound of Music. That is, and it's a and it's a long movie. It's and we two were and a half kid. Hours. We kids. were kid kids. Like we weren't. This isn't like, oh yeah, I remember when I was fourteen. I, no. It's like, I don't. I think fourteen might have been the last time I watched it at at their place. Yeah. You know, as far as age goes, I I bet as early as like four. Early formational and then memories all the way through for like yeah children. You know, oh, my grandma, she was an incredible musician. Um, it's like a special thing that I always had with her is um, our music. I I remember when I, well, I don't remember. Mom tells me the story of when I was about five um, and I was playing songs by ear on the piano, like both hands, like playing little drummer boy. Um, my grandma was on a mission, an LDS mission um, with my grandpa. And they sent tapes, like little, I think the either the video camera or, or recordings of me playing over to her. And she was so thrilled to have, you know, a grandson that could, also play by ear because grandma could play anything by ear. If she heard it, she could just sit down at the piano and she was so gifted. So this, this movie not only has the nostalgia for us, but also it's a musical and it's called the sound of music and it's a movie she loved and, and we love grandma. Yeah. I think um, this movie is as perfect and incredible as, as she was like, I think, um, Going back to we watched it as kids, we just barely watched it as siblings with my mom Um, and Sean's little boy, Max. He was peeking up at the top of the stairs and Sean's like, "Okay, well, you can come watch this. Probably thinking he'd fall asleep or want to leave. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because it was like at the beginning ish of the movie. And little Max is how old? Five. He's turning six. Yeah. Couple weeks. So he's almost six and he sat and watched the entire movie with us. Like silently. And then you like, asked him, did you like that? And he's like, yes. 
Yeah. It just has that, that charm, that draw that that's like, and again, we were kids too. And Max isn't one to just like, I don't think he's sat in. No, I am certain he's never. No. Okay. I guess like, well, no, that's still, he doesn't sit and watch non-animated films ever. I don't think he's ever done that. And so for him to do that three hours long. Yeah. This is a, an, yeah, forever long. And he, and he, and he sat there and watched it. And it's just so, and it just speaks to the, the music and the, and the visuals and the acting and the directing, every little piece of it was just so perfectly done that even, yeah, even, and it's so simple. It's, you know, it's just like, and it's as simple as, and as complicated as you want it to be the story, you know, it's like, Oh yeah. The, the, you know, the, they need a governess and she shows up and it's cool. And then they, there's this tension that who, as a kid, you're like, I don't know why they're trying to get away, but they're trying to get away. And, and then, you know, you grow up and you learn a little more about it, but it's just, it's so special. It is so special. Yeah. So I think we'll get into the music last, maybe like mm-hmm. we did West side. One thing I want to talk about is the setting. I was, I, I was convinced that a lot of these were painted like going into this last watch, it had been a little while since I'd seen it. Um, but all of this was on site in in Austria. Most of it. Most of it. Um, and like the beautiful mountains and just the scenery, it just made me want to go back to Europe and see the beautiful place that it is. Um, and how this is a true story too. Like I was saying, we were talking about how at the end, it kind of goes into them running away from the Nazis and stuff like that. And we were, we kind of asked ourselves while we were watching it, like I kind of said, like, does this need to be in the movie? Or do you feel like it could just kind of end kind of on the, at the hap- end of the second that act, happy yeah. note at the second act? Um, but it being a true story, it's like, no, you can't not include how that happened because that's insane. And it adds ultimately adds a lot of value to the movie, even though it makes it three hours. Sean, Mr. Editing, would you say it's necessary? I was so I was very curious going into this one, like because again, I as Trevor said, I hadn't seen it in probably a decade. I had it in my brain, you know, like like it's seared in there because so I knew every little part from beginning to end. Um, but to watch it is different, you know. So I watched it. And I was curious how I'd feel, like okay, because I, you know, as a kid, there was a second, there was a second VHS that we'd like, yeah, not get to as often, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and so I was like, okay, I'm curious to see how that, how this holds up, you know, like, uh, lengthwise and what could be cut. And, and sure, it's like maybe little things it here and there, but could. at the end, but, but it's not an, it doesn't take it. away from, there's no, none of the length is taking away from the value of this movie. And, and I'm not, I'm not sitting there. Again, Max was engaged. We were all engaged. Yeah, wasn't watching my clock. Nope. Wasn't, yeah, I didn't pull out my phone one time. Oh, I didn't pull out my clock. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. 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 And so, and it, and so yeah, it moves along really well. Shockingly for a three hour yeah, it's slow build musical. Honestly. Absolutely. Kind of Especially chilling. because yeah. like the third act kind of comes out of nowhere. Like you don't, it doesn't come out of nowhere, but it's, um, it's quite a left turn. Yeah. Change in tone, major change. Totally. Because it feels like it's all building up to the relationship between Maria and the captain. Um, but, and it does lose a little charm yeah. because it's like you're no longer centered on on Julie Andrews, frankly, yep. and so and, and, then, and then all of a sudden it's more Captain Von Trapp's led. He's kind of yeah. leading that third act. Um, stunning. He's Christopher he's amazing. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But he's not Julie Andrews. Um, and so yeah, so it's a little yeah that change in tone and yeah, so it is interesting. That yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I I, I definitely felt um, that 
I felt the time more in that third act. Um, and certainly some editing could happen, but what would we miss out on? You know, like, so like, I, I can't think of very many things that we could just pull out, no. you know? Well, there's not a clear answer. And it's a fantastic story. Cause the first act is like fun. And like, you get all the songs like do re me and lonely goat herd where she's like being a great governess. Yeah. And it's her so a, good yeah, with the kids and, and she's just developing more. that relationship with the kids. The second act is then developing the, the romantic tension. She leaves the family and then and then they're like, come back. And, and the nuns are like, go back. And she's like, fine, I'll go back. And then, you know, that, I, just think, I just think having. the whole story is great. Um, that first act, the the fun songs and those like just so good. The catchiest things like. And like, how do you solve a problem? Like, how do you solve a problem? Like Maria, do re mi. The hills are alive with the sound of yeah. music. The opening is just, and she spins around. Was, you know, spans the oh. both of them. But yeah, freaking, it's top it's tier. So that's the good. one that's been, that I've been singing over the last however many days since then. I've been just it's in my brain all the time. In my opinion, this song has more, as far as quantity goes, more bangers than Westside. You may think like Westside has the best score, but as far as like contribution as far as like number of great songs that like you'll sing along to, I think I would say sound of music takes the cake. Um, yeah. just cause it's like Edelweiss sound of music. My favorite thing. How do you, yeah, climb these are climb, climb every, every mountain. mountain. Are you kidding? Yeah. Like you got Ariana Grande Something making good. seven rings based off of, you know, my favorite things, which is a banger. But anyway, I think if you've ever heard of music, you've, probably know at least one of these songs even if you don't know it's from sound of music um it's just got some of the most iconic music in history yeah this is by rogers and hammerstein hammerstein that was weird i was going to say hammerstein but it's I, I believe it's hammerstein um they invented modern um musical theater um the first book musical was oklahoma as we know it today and this is um, they did so many hits. They did Oklahoma and The Sound of Music and Cinderella and South Pacific and Carousel. So many uh, iconic contributions to musical theater. But I think um, as far as films go, this is their biggest by far. I mean, Brandy's Cinderella is pretty with Whitney Houston. Fair. You know. <laughs> okay, we have Whitney Houston on one and then we have Julie Andrews on another. We have two of my top three favorite singers of all time. Uh, these are great composers. Um, Julie Andrews, let's just give her a sufficient Oof. love and attention. Yeah, we could go for which a while. we really can't do in our limited time, but we'll try. Um, Julie Andrews as Maria von Trapp is in my uh, Wood. in my first first of all, it's super attractive, <laughs> like and not even in like a hot way, but also in that way, but just a purely like attracted to that person because the of their because of their goodness and because of uh, just the aura that they have um, total package. I just think she's incredible. She is made for that role. She has other fantastic roles in movies, but ultimately this is like her crowning jewel of, of acting. And I think it's one of the crowning jewels of all of cinema is Maria von Trapp. Like, I think if we were to one day do like a top five, like how we did with, um, today specifically with musical movies like performances in a role i think she'd be in my top five performances in a role in any movie across the board whoa i think she'd be in my top five because she 
she steals your attention as a five-year-old kid you're watching her and you're, it's like so captivating she's so fun and just her singing like jake said top three of all time for him i just think maria von trapp julie andrews hats hats off I would, have, I would have thought you would have gone with her as Queen Lillian in Trek too, but I mean. Or in the Princess Diaries series. <laughs> Shrek is one of those things. It's like, what's your favorite movie? Oh, besides Shrek. So yeah. Like, sure. yeah so besides that's a, this. That's a given. Anyway. Well, and um, it's honestly really, really depressing because um, she had a botched um, vocal surgery. Do you guys know about this? I've, I've vaguely heard yeah, of it. Yeah, so um, yeah. she was having some vocal nodules, and so she had a um, what? Sorry, nodules. It, it's in pitch perfect. She's like, oh, I have notes. notes. It's the Sorry, I wish that's how it worked. I shouldn't have laughed. Right? No, it's good. Um, so she went in for like pretty. It's routine, honestly, for a lot of singers who overuse their voice or have issues. Like, it's not that uncommon to to hear of a surgery like this and it was totally botched and she could not sing. She lost her range um, and she hasn't really sung in public ever since then. Brutal. So it's, it's a really, really, really tough loss. Um, but she is just radiant and warm and her voice is that exact aura that she presents. It's rich and light and beautiful and it's everything you could ask for in a musical theater uh, role. But then also the thing that I've noticed most, like the biggest change for me having watched this as an adult now is how freaking like chippy and like she's just got so much wit and she just like runs the show on, on uh, Christopher Plummer, uh, Captain Bond trap, who's a captain and like runs the, his whole house yes. and no one questions him and no one ever has, and no one ever was going to. And she just waltzes in there and just runs the place. And I just like, didn't quite realize like the, the dynamic hot. of that. Yeah. Hot dynamic of that as a child, I just watched it as a movie and just, when, that's what people do, but no, no, that's not what people do. Like she just comes yeah. in and crushes. Well, when she asks what his signal is going to be on dude, the whistle, dude, <laughs> knowing full wet, like she's so, she's not doing that in like ignorance. She's doing that. Like, Hey buddy, <laughs> like, yeah. like I'm not going to be doing and, this whistle. And okay? that's what's like, <laughs> like, how can you not be attracted to that? Dude? Yeah. Yeah. Um, strong. And, like will. when, when he starts arguing with her, and accidentally cause her captain too. Yo, yeah, it's like, that's when it's sheesh, over. Sheesh, captain, over. my yeah. captain, bro. Yeah. Um, captain Von Trapp is in reference to Maria, actually, from now on. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> that or Dame Julie Andrews, either way. Right. One. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the fact that we haven't seen the that. kids did great in the show. Yeah. I thought they all did very good. I agree. Like, think of little Gretel. She, yep. Like, Liesel. Yeah. Liesel. Brigitte's my favorite. She was sassy. She's the Wednesday. Cut. God bless Kurt. God bless Kurt. God bless Kurt. (laughs) Absolutely stunning. Um, I forgot I was was going to say so you can take the mic back. Christopher Plummer did great as well, I think. Uncle Um, Max. Uncle Max. Gay Uncle Max. Gay, yeah. Come on. He is a producer and he's a talent scout. And he's fun. He's a single man. He is talking tea with the Baroness. Yeah. Gay Uncle Max. Like like, like, they were like cuddling in a way, you know, like it's like, yo, canon. Yeah, canon. I yeah, agree. like platonic cuddling with the Come Baroness. With, not with the Baroness. Yeah, hot, speaking, again, certified also, hottie. Yeah, so the Baroness, we kind of talked about a lot while watching this too. The one who is with Captain Von Trapp and kind of gets taken away because of him falling for Maria. She actually took it like a champ. 
Yeah, I remember thinking she was kind of the bad guy, and I feel like the majority of what she said and did was very justified. And actually, I think reasonable. she's like, I hope, I hope the best for her in in the story. I hope she finds someone who sees her for what she is, you know. But yeah, there was a little bit of that one sketchy part. But of course, there's gonna be. There would How be for me too if yeah. you watch someone who you're just dating you and like about to marry. Yeah. yeah, like of course there's gonna be some saltiness. Yeah, this is a justice for the Baroness Pod. Yeah. Because honestly, yeah, I think she was a lot more. You just expect her to be bad when you're a kid and you don't know all the. You don't know what they're saying. You don't know. You just see someone who looks like a rich, mean woman. Hot. But she's just beautiful and happens. She knows that she's frivolous. She knows like her class and what she. At one point, she flaunts it. Yeah. Yeah. And she like, um, and that's what she's trying to rely on. But when it push comes to to shove and he's breaking up with her. She sees she it and understands kiss, why. I wish the best for you, and she and she knows she's the first to know. Yep. She knows before him. She knows before her. She knows her. before her. They, she knows before she anybody, knows. and that's understandable yep. in that scenario too. Because you're because her eyes, she's like you know yep. paying attention to that. She feels that threat. Yeah. Well, it's when the captain's watching his kids sing "Sound of Music" and like yeah. looking at the kids, and then looking at Maria. It's like, yeah, he's in love with her. I'm in love with her, right? Like everyone falls in love with her when they watch the movie. My wife, Sarah, loves this movie as well. That's something that makes me really happy and something that we connect with as well as that she watched this movie as a child and has always loved it. So I got to give her a shout out because she loves this movie. Um, Mom loves this movie. Like, I think once again, grandma, like, I think this is a great movie to represent grandma because of how much just it's just so sassy Mm -hmm. so fun and just so talent talented talent i I think also like there was one point at the beginning when i I was kind of like you know kind of welling up a little bit where i think grandma gives off um i don't know the the lead lead nun vibes kind of her kind of her her tone yeah. Especially like her, even her singing. I mean, I don't know what it was when she was younger, yeah, but when she was older, you know, like she had that same style of singing. And so for her to sing, um, how do you solve a problem like Maria? And then uh, mm. climb every mountain. That her just, name's Peggy Wood. It just, yeah, I think you're right. Wrong. And it just, it just screams to me, grandma. Like that's kind of her, 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 what she like kind of put out there. And it's, and also that like, like, cause like she was that, like even that style of like how the character was too, where she, she was on like she wasn't like the angry nun, but yep. she also wasn't the like super like like chipper silly. She was just she was kind of in the middle, yeah. and she and she understood where smart. Mar- and, and grandma's kind of a very similar thing where she has a joking side, but she also has a very serious side. And so like that character especially spoke to me this time, like kind of in a I was like, oh, grandma. I and I I love climb every mountain. Oh, I think so it's good. one of the best written songs. Um, it's so smart how it's written in one of my musical theater history classes in college. We talked about how smart it is on how it's an ascending scale and then it will go back down and then it'll go higher and then lower. And then it's like literally climbing a mountain mm-hmm. through the whole song. A dream that will need all the love you can give every day of your life for as long as you live. And it yeah, finally it hits this yeah. high note on this new key. It's just absolutely um, brilliant and moving. And yeah. And then it reaches the, the peak and it just stays there for a while. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And so Sound of Music is great. I gave it a five star. I gave Same. I gave West Side four and a half. Same. I gave them both five stars. Um they're just absolutely stunning. So next week on the docket, 
Um, we actually are going back. Two classics. We're going back to uh, Steven Spielberg. This is interesting. I didn't even think I about this. Either. We got wow. two Spielbergs next week. Jeez. And we had we'll one on this. Him, then. But he deserves it. So oh, dude, he's Spielberg. Come Jake on. has never seen Jurassic Park. Yeah, I was just going to say, Jake is finally going to see Jurassic Park. Finally. So we're going to be watching awesome animal scary movies with Jurassic Park and Jaws, two Spielberg movies, iconic films. You've probably seen them, and it's going to be awesome. Dinosaurs are cool. Sharks are cool. And this is why they're and cool. frankly, this like, is why. Honestly. <laughs> so anyway, that's, uh, that's our thoughts on today's pod. You could say that's Haywood's take on Hollywood. Ah!